0: Hi, welcome back to season three of My Guest Needs an Introduction, the show where My Guest Needs an Introduction. Today, we are joined by Anna. Welcome to the studio. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to be back. COVID couldn't keep us down.
1: <laughs> I mean, it did for a minute, but you know,
0: yeah, we got no. here. We're, after a month in, we're finally ready. Well, no, two months in, we're finally up and uh, running, it, uh, running again. So thank you all for listening. All right. Anna, are you ready to get to this? (laughs) Uh,
1: As ready as I can be.
0: Awesome. Okay. So you're from Muncie, Indiana. Um, What was it like growing up in Muncie?
1: Well, so I was born in Muncie and I spent like up to, I think, age like two or three there. So I don't remember it. I'm sure it was fine. Um, (laughs) But then I moved to um, Pendleton, Indiana. And then I lived there till I was 17.
0: Okay. Nice. Where. My in, okay, I've lived in Indiana for the best 21 years. My Indiana geography is garbage. Where is Pendleton, Indiana? Uh,
1: Do you know where Fishers is? Yeah. It's like 20 minutes east of Fishers. Yeah, that's how directions work.
0: Okay, so you're like in range of the Ikea.
1: Yes, I am very close
0: to Ikea. That's wonderful. mm mm-hmm. um, <laughs> So, uh, growing up in Pendleton, how was it?
1: It, it was fine. <laughs> um, I... Um, so it was kind of like a small town and I never really enjoyed living in a small town. Um, like I've always been really extroverted. I like to go out and get to know people, but within like five years, you already know everyone. (laughs) Um, so like I always got excited whenever we got to go to Indy, like to my 12 year old brain, Indy was just the biggest city. Um, so like I... It, it was fine. It wasn't particularly interesting, but uh, I always kind of preferred cities to living in the country.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, population-wise, like, less than 10,000? More than 10,000?
1: So I actually Googled it once to prove a point to someone. Um, it's <sighs> 5,000, about. Ooh. Yeah.
0: So you really did know almost everyone.
1: Yeah, at least everyone around my age. Okay. If I didn't know them personally, I would um, know their face or maybe recognize the name.
0: Yeah. So what? There was like one high school in your town and everyone went to the same schools or?
1: Yeah, it was actually um, one high school for like the surrounding three towns because Wonderful. The other two towns were smaller. Um, So my class was actually about 400. So it was actually a fairly large high school, but it was also like all the um
0: the only high school the only high school
1: in like the southern part of madison county yeah okay
0: <laughs> so like you went to the so you went to school with the same kids for 13 years
1: uh well there were essentially well starting in middle school everyone went to the same place gotcha. elementary schools were different but at least six years yeah is that how math works? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's math. It's We'll, fine. we'll
0: just say 6 that's years. Fine. I mean, after elementary school, all the ki- you know, kids drop out. Yeah. And that's why middle school there they can all fit them into yeah. basically the same one.
1: I mean, after elementary school that's famously when kids just end up on the street is <laughs> after elementary school. Yep. Um <laughs> Yeah, I actually uh, dropped out after my junior year. So I guess it was really? 5 years. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh I I wanted to do an exchange program, and no one at my high school had ever done an exchange program before. And I think the counseling department just didn't want to do the paperwork. I don't know if I can criticize my high school's counseling department. I'm sure they're nice people, but um, I, I don't. They just didn't want me to do it, so they told me I had to drop out to do the exchange program. So I was like, okay, bye. And so I dropped out after my junior year and moved to Germany.
0: And so how? So you were. 17? Yeah. 17 years old, living in Germany. Yes. How much... Okay, this makes me sound like such a nerd. How much parental supervision was there? So, uh,
1: it kind of depends on how you define parent. So, I had a host family there. Okay. Um, so, they technically supervised me, but also being a nerd, I just wanted to go to museums and walk around the city. So, they... I mean, they technically supervised me, but um, because I was never that, I guess, crazy of a kid, they kind of just let me, did what I want, and then asked me how it went afterwards.
0: <laughs> so you would, they would basically, you had free reign to go around wherever in Germany that you wanted, or at least Munich. Uh,
1: so I lived in Hamburg. Okay, but, Hamburg. Um, yeah, essentially in Hamburg. Um, I As long as I didn't skip school... They, they didn't care. <laughs> um,
0: and speaking of museums, you, which I've never heard about this ever, um, you worked in a living
1: museum? Living history museum, yeah.
0: What exactly?
1: Um, so basically what we did, um, for anyone who's from Indiana, it's Connor Prairie and Fishers. Um it basically, like, we we dressed up like we were from the time period and spoke to people um, as if we were from that time period. Um, so I worked there from, oh, God, what is the past? 13 to 17 as a youth volunteer. So I mostly focused on, like, Native American history in Indiana and uh, the Civil War in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would... Um, a lot. It, when I worked in the native area, I was a modern person, kind of talking about history. But in Civil War, I would um, sometimes I would play a character. Sometimes I would um, teach young children how to cut off a limb. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> I taught so many children how to do that. I'm the best influence. But
0: like because of gangrene, or yeah, because okay. of gangrene.
1: Like my main focus there was actually Civil War medicine. So I did a lot of research on that, and. I have people, and because I know a lot about that, a lot of people refuse to go hiking with me, which is fine, but, you know.
0: You know, if you end <laughs> up in a sticky situation, she is going to cut a limb off. <laughs> like,
1: I, yeah, I think that's what people need to remember about me from
0: this podcast. Scrape your knees. She's cutting your <laughs> leg off. Exactly. <laughs> yep.
1: That's exactly.
0: So back to Germany. Yeah. Um. So how long did you live there?
1: Uh, I lived there for about a year.
0: About a year. Okay. And I have so many questions. As, <laughs> like, a 17-year-old, I okay, I know at least in the U.S., 18 is a legal adult, according yeah. to the eyes of the government. Yes. Um, is that the same in Germany?
1: Yeah. So 18 is a legal adult, um, but the thing most people are curious about, uh, you can drink, like, beer and wine and, like, less health. Less heavy alcoholic drinks at 16 and then hard liquor at 18, and then you get your driver's license at 18.
0: Okay, so you are basically a functioning 21 year old in the United States in Germany.
1: Functioning is a strong word, but yes.
0: <laughs> so, no per- very limited parental supervision, now the ability to drink. And yeah. so, did you just other I know you said you went to museums a lot, but did you just go like ham? Uh, oh God, now
1: I'm gonna sound like a grandmother. Um I probably like went to a couple of parties and drank and drank some like I never really got blackout drunk mostly because I'm not a lightweight, so go me <laughs> but um I, yeah, I just never really drank that much because I I didn't particularly like the feeling of being drunk, which, Oh, God, people are going to listen to this and think I'm such a nerd. But, like, <laughs> I just I just never really particularly enjoyed being drunk. And if I was spending time with people, I wanted to remember it. I'm kind of weird that way. Um, but, yeah. Actually, so one time my host brother, um, apparently my host family decided I didn't party enough, so he made me go to a club with him and his friends. And the drink, drinks at clubs are so expensive, just in general. Don't buy drinks at clubs. <laughs> but, like... I already didn't like drinking that much, and the drinks were so expensive. So I basically, like, there's this one poor girl who she was stumbling around everywhere. She was really drunk. So I just adopted her for the evening and made sure she didn't die. And then one of her other friends came, and I guess we were her two moms. But, like, me and the other girl became friends for, like, the rest of my time in Germany, and we just bonded over taking care of this girl. Oh,
0: that's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) So you were not, like, a huge... 'Cause I know I've had friends who have gone to study abroad and they've really gotten to the club scene in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> that's not that's not your thing no, at all.
1: I, I went to some clubs and I did some bars, but like I went to some bar I did some bars. That's how English works. Yes. But um I I I did go to some I don't know, it was just it was just never my vibe like I always preferred, like, I'd rather, like, have, like, five friends, sit at home, we can drink, laugh too hard at board games, like, that's more fun to me, and also, drinks are just so expensive, and especially if you have a cover charge to get into a club, it's just, it's just a lot of money, and I just, I just want to play board games and mm-hmm. laugh at bad puns. <laughs>
0: um, so, I can't, I can't even imagine now, like, planning going places in Europe, like if like planning like okay this weekend I'm going we're all going on like a train to France and
1: bold of you to assume I planned
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't like at 17 you were just like I'm going to go wherever my heart desires this weekend
1: well normally I'd be like that like um this was actually when I went back to visit my host family this last summer. But I was just like, okay, these are the three towns I get to visit. I'm going there and then I'll just walk around town till I find something that looks cool. Like, um, I did that in Munich, which I actually saw like a really, we saw some really cool stuff because we just walked around the city. Me and one of the other exchange students just walked around the city and went in whatever looked cool. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because I'm bad at planning and if I made a plan, I would not stick to it. But, um, yeah, I would just go, I would like find cool exhibits to look at. I would go in whatever old buildings, see what student discounts I get. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I would just, uh, go to a city on a weekend or go visit a friend who lived in a different place and just, yeah, just walk around. I, I'm, I'm bad at planning anyways, so it. It just worked to go and see what I see what cool things I could find there
0: I was kind of planning on doing stuff in Europe after graduating this year, but yeah. covid um oh, yeah, we're not means. necessarily I don't are we st- are we still barred from country? I don't even know. I, th- I have heard nothing about that. I need
1: to check because I, I was on the phone with my host parents a few weeks ago. And they're like, you can come back for Christmas if you want. COVID isn't that bad here. And I'm like, I think I'm still banned in your country, guys. I like, am yeah. I don't think that's possible. And they're like, you can come back. And I'm like, uh, uh,
0: it's like kind of funny. It was mentioned for like a week. Yeah. And it was everywhere. It was like, oh, look how bad we're doing. We're banned from almost from most of the world at this point. Yeah. And then I've just never heard anything about it since. And I feel like that should be more a bigger deal. Yeah,
1: I'd like to know where I'm legally allowed to go. It's one of the small things in life. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I would have to check... um, it was actually really funny, because the day I got all the news that the band came down, like, three of my German friends were like, hey, you came back last summer. Are you coming back this summer? And I'm like, they just banned me today, guys. Like, I think this is a little bit rude.
0: You're rubbing the salt <laughs> in the wound. Yes.
1: Like, thank you for reminding me I can't leave. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, I know you're a big dungeons and dragons player oh yeah um when did you get into that in Germany or where did you get into playing so
1: I when I got back from Germany I took a gap year to like um work and save up money and then one of my co-workers um so basically when I left Germany I didn't keep in touch with anyone from high school so I basically came back I had no friends and then I got adopted by a couple people at work and they're like you're a friend now and I'm like mm-hmm. I, that's cool and so actually the reason I got invited is because I got dumped and they felt bad for me oh. so they invited me to play D&D with them and that was like two three years ago now nice. um, so yeah it's it's been really fun um, I started a group when I got to college it's how I force my friends to hang out with me that's always
0: wonderful. Forced, uh, yeah. forced hanging out.
1: And it's totally not the fact that if I miss a week, they all text me like five times asking when we're <laughs> gonna play again.
0: Um, so were these? Where did you work?
1: Uh, so this was actually so I volunteered at Connor Prairie. I talked about it earlier, okay, and yeah. then I came back and I worked there as a staff member. Okay. I also jumped around to other jobs that were fine.
0: <laughs> were just fine. <laughs> they
1: were fine. I got paid and. I've already criticized my high school counseling department. I think I should calm down on criticizing organizations. So I'm just gonna
0: different businesses say
1: different businesses. I don't I don't know what the the bars are here. So I'm just gonna leave it at that.
0: <laughs> um, so, so I I'm assuming you probably spent a lot of time this past summer playing D and D.
1: Yeah, like four nights a week. It was really yeah. I well like, especially with covid i was just so bored and my parents don't really understand what it is so i'm just like hey i'm doing this just leave me alone in my room and they're like okay that's i don't understand but you're you're not you're not on drugs so it's fine um (laughs) uh, i'll be
0: honest though like the my knowledge is mainly just limited to what's been portrayed in tv shows so like i've got uh, the first was like Mr. Mosby from like Sweet Life on Deck playing it, <laughs> yeah. And then Stranger Things, yeah. And then I I think a year ago I started watching the TV show. I don't know if you've seen it, Community. And they do an entire episode about Dungeons & Dragons. So that's what my knowledge about it is limited to, is through television. Yeah.
1: Well, like, not to get really meta here, but it actually started to, like, regain a bunch of popularity for, like, mainly because of podcasts. Because especially with, like, um, a lot of the most popular Dungeons & Dragons podcasts, are, like, professional voice actors.
0: Really? So
1: um, that actually, like, Critical Role, um, I there are other ones that I don't know if I can say the names on this podcast, but, um, uh, yeah, uh, like, podcasting is, like, the thing that kind of got it popular again, and then they also came out with a new edition of Dungeons & Dragons that was a lot easier to understand, so it was easier for people to pick up. So it's actually been growing in popularity a lot in the last couple years. And I think the thing I enjoy about it is, like, you see it portrayed in shows, but it's kind of whatever you and your friends want it to be, if that makes sense. Really? Like, the whole point is that you're, like, telling a story together. So you can do a high fantasy setting. You can do a more modern setting. Uh, I... I did a pirate campaign once I did one where it was a band trying to overthrow the government with their music. (laughs) And they got extra points when they sent me puns for song titles like that is
0: very specific.
1: (laughs) No, um, it was. Yeah, they called themselves. what did they call themselves? No, but one girl wanted really like she texted me a lot and was like we need to call the band my alchemical romance oh, cuz she was an alchemist. my goodness. And I was like I don't know, but it's that's kind of like the thing about it and I think why it is gaining so much in popularity is because you like you get to decide what your campaign looks like as a group and mm-hmm. the point is working together to kind of like make a good story is the point of it yeah
0: so do you see I, this is going to show my lack of knowledge do you prefer doing being the dungeon master or being one of the participants i don't know if you participate as the dungeon master or not um
1: so that is a complicated question that if anyone who dms listens to me answer they're going to call me a noob and that i don't know what i'm talking about but um so I mean, usually we call the people who aren't the dungeon master players or PCs, which is just player characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I like both. Um, I like running the games as the dungeon master a lot because I get to be more people, meaning I don't have to commit to anything, which is great for me.
0: Um, <laughs> no commitment. Yeah. yeah
1: commit no commitment. Um, but and like I kind of like creating a story, and I like playing off what other people like what my players do. I. This might sound weird. I like making them feel like they're having an impact on the world, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So especially, like, um, with COVID and everything and, you know, the world's on fire, part of the fun is imagining that you could have a great change on on the earth by yourself or just with your group of friends, which isn't always possible for everyone. So it's – I. I like watching people feel more empowered, if that makes sense. Yeah, that and, most definitely does. And giving them the opportunity to do that. I also like playing because it's easier and I get to make my friend who DMs very mad. <sighs> so <laughs> it depends on how I'm feeling.
0: Um, so do you enjoy, like, if the DM just has, like, a game plan of how this is going to go, just, like, throwing it for a loop and not... Exactly. It's so fun. You like causing gets- chaos. Yeah, I, I,
1: so I, I sometimes am an agent of chaos. Sometimes I'm just like, yeah, we'll, we'll do whatever. Um, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I just, I just like upsetting my DM. That's the main point to play D&D is to make your DM upset. Um, it's a good time. Uh, last one session, I he so he made an entire star chart for his planet that they're on, like he made out all the stars, and then I destroyed all of the stars. Um, just
0: you like to keep them on their toes. Yeah,
1: gotta gotta keep it exciting.
0: You never, <laughs> you don't want them to know what you're doing next.
1: I I don't know what I'm doing next. Um, but you know it it it's fun to torture your friends very slowly
0: and on that note (laughs) (laughs) thank you for being here today (laughs) no Um, problem thank you for listening please tune in next time well how are we feeling about that one guys
1: Sounded great. You're (laughs) wonderful.
0: All right, let's go with it.